Hey, welcome back to the Kahaliola Massage Podcast. This is Aaron. I know it has been a long time since I've posted anything. No real good excuses. I kind of moved into my office, but I actually did a podcast, I think, when I first came back. But since then, yeah, it's been a little hectic. Just getting used to my new surroundings, I think. For this podcast, we're talking to... People that might want to get into massage as a career, a profession, or whatever. So the first step to doing that would be trying to figure out what school, what massage school in Hawaii is good for you. So I was doing a little bit of research. There's there's a lot of massage schools in Hawaii right now. Seven that I've looked up, like Taisan Massage, Aisep Shiatsu, Hawaii Massage Academy, Hawaii School of Professional Massage, Elite Massage Academy, the Hawaii Healing Arts College. Those are like standalone massage schools. And then the other two that I I will mention are like Kapiolani Community College KCC and Remington. So the first set of schools, it's it's getting you accredited. So like we talked about before, in Hawaii you need 570 total hours, 150 in the classroom, 420 in apprenticeship. In the 150 classroom hours, you need 50 in anatomy, physiology, and structural kinesiology. And then with the other hundred, it's doing record keeping procedures, hygiene, theory, draping, learning indications and contraindications, assessment techniques, and figuring out how to address specific conditions that people will come in with. The other 420 apprenticeship hours, at least 70 have to be from learning clinical operations, 40 is going to come from advanced techniques, 20 hands-on, 20 instructional, and then the other 310 will be your hands-on hours plus record-keeping. All that information is coming from the DCCA of Hawaii. So when you meet all the criteria for that, you pass all the classes, you do all that kind of stuff, you got to take the test. So in Hawaii, we, we have our own test. We don't do the national exam. Some states will take the exam over their own state's test or whatever, but we have our own test. So like for out-of-state people, when they come here, and they want to practice massage to get licensed here, they have to make sure that the curriculum that they came from is accredited either by the AMTA, um, I think their Board of Education, or I think Rolfing or something like that. If they meet those requirements, then they can take the test here. But if they don't, they got to go through that 570, just like anybody else. So I went to... The American Institute of Massage Therapy, um, they're now defunct. It became the American Institute of Massage and Healing Arts, the AIMHA, and then it ultimately got bought out by Heisei University of Japan. So how did I pick this? <laughs> Funny thing was, it showed up, I think, the first massage school on my list when I was looking on the web. So I was coming back from, from Idaho State. I was coming from PT school, and I was looking for some sort of massage school that would take a lot of my credits, my academic credits, and will teach me more than just the basic techniques of Swedish that I learned in massage or not in massage school, but in grad school and even some undergrad hands-on classes. But fortunately for me, I think AIMT was the best fit for me. It, it did a lot for me, I think, in terms of just opening my eyes to new ideas um, because I was going to school I went to Oregon State I went to grad school so a lot of my concepts were very 
Western conventional rehab, ice, compression, the basic things, you know, sometimes massage. Massage might help, might not. But I think with coming to AIMT, the instructors there like Elizabeth, uh, Barbara, and George, they really emphasized trusting your gut. You know, you're going to, you know, working your feel instead of just what you see on paper. Read between the lines of what people are saying. It's 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 important that it's more than just, you know, people are just more than just numbers or whatever. And, you know, some things that work for one person may not work for another, despite the fact they're coming with the same, the same symptoms. You know, and you have to do different things, you know, to address those issues. Um, I think what was important was that, since I was very physical therapy heavy, we didn't really trust chiropractors and we kind of laughed at these very um, edgy, new, quote unquote, I'll just say like pseudoscience type, like myofascial release and cranial sacral, which, you know, goes against everything that you know about anatomy and physiology. Um, but I think that new chiropractors and you trust them, you know, and, and I learned that chiropractors don't necessarily need to adjust all the time so i went to a chiro one time after a car accident and i think i went to four sessions he only adjusted me twice you know and i thought that's a good chiropractor because it's not like you're relying on the adjustment you're trying to do other things you're incorporating massage you're incorporating like exercises and you know things that are beyond just what they're going to do inside, you know, your treatment or whatever. So, like, essentially what I'm saying is that it really did bridge the gap between what I learned in school all those years and then how to help people. So, like I was saying, it's, you know, not everybody's the same. Some things that work for some people will not work for others, vice versa. But, like, with massage, you've got the person there for an hour or an hour and a half, whatever, and, you know, you become friends with them, we'll say, and you can integrate you know, the physical therapy aspect of it with psychology to see what works for them or what doesn't work and what, you know, how they respond to different things. And then for me, it's that I like the fact that because everybody's different and they all come from different walks of life, they all know different things. I'm one of those people that likes so many weird things that are diverse or whatever that, you know, they come in, I talk to them about different stuff. So pop culture is pretty cool, so I have to stay on top of news, pop culture, you know, as well as making sure that I remember these people, because sometimes, you know, like if you go to some massage places, you might not get the same person, or they might not have, they might do not do their due diligence in writing, you know, good soap notes or intake notes or whatever, so that you know what their issues are. So, you know, for me, since I'm the only therapist here, I know these people well. I've got to know their backgrounds, I know their lives, all that kind of stuff. And I think that goes to the final thing that was important is that when I went to massage school, it was almost a little too touchy-feely for me. I think that was good. <laughs> you know, generally I'm not I'm not a super huggy person or whatever, and it's weird because most people who do massage are kind of huggy and show plenty of aloha and stuff like that, but not me so much. Um... Because sometimes I can feel people's juju, you know, like their energy and, you know, you can't, as a therapist, you need to get rid of it, can't hold on to it. If you do hold on to somebody else's energy or your own, you know, you just feel, feel bad or icky or something's just not right or whatever. 
you know, with massage, it's not just what you do in the office. It's outside. You know, we, we address when, when I was at AIMT, we talked about diet modification. We had this one time where we had to eat super healthy stuff. It was, it was kind of gross, but uh, we tried it. It was okay. I mean, it was, it was a little weird. It was my first time eating just raw beets. I think we had to do a fasting thing. We did, um, the lemon cayenne pepper cleanse. That was, that didn't work out. You know, so diet modification. And I think what's really important is that we got to breathe. You take, you don't realize sometimes when you're having problems, you start holding your breath. And that's it. You know, like when you get angry, you hold your breath or when you're nervous or scared, you hold your breath or whatever. You know, throughout the class, we always had to talk about breathing and, you know, your key or chi and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's all that information was completely, you know, foreign to me and almost disregarded in, in terms of Western medicine. But I, I, you know, I really enjoyed my time there. You know, like Elizabeth, she's a... At first, she, you know, she seems a little wacky or whatever, but she's, you know, she knows what she's doing. She's a great business person. I know Barbara, she did a lot of work with animals. And then George was just, when it came to teaching Lomi and Flo, I still can't, you know, out of my head, it was just a dance. It was, it was so fluid. It was ridiculous. I, I still, to this day, can never do that. <laughs> he's, he's great. He's just, I mean, he's a technician as well, but he also is really good at, um, it was the dance. It was always the dance that he tried to integrate. Yeah, those, those are like the three main teachers and we, we did the anatomy, but for me, the anatomy was, you know, that's pretty straightforward. So I guess the question for people that are getting into massage are like, why, why do you want to go into it? You know, what, what do you, are you trying to just learn basic skills just to fool around, have fun with? You know, massage your friends and family. Well, that's perfectly acceptable. Do you want to work in a spa? Do you want to work in a resort? That's great too. Or do you want to be your own business person? Start your own business. That's, I guess that's the top of the top of the heap. I guess that's me. You know, like I got into massage. I didn't realize I wanted to do massage for a living, but the way it sounded at the end, yeah, that's that's all kind of gearing toward at the end so yeah so it's kind of up to you how you want to find the school you know i think you got to talk to the talk to the teachers there i think you should be challenged by the curriculum i don't think that if you're too comfortable you shouldn't go to that school i think it's too easy for me if i had gone to just a basic school where I learned basic skills. I don't think I would have gotten anything out of it. I don't think I'd be the massage therapist I am today. Um, I think I needed to be challenged. I needed to have to learn the Eastern medicine aspect, the energy aspect. So at the same time, I know that there are people out there that are full, full intuitives. I've met a, pe- a few people like that. And I think in that case, then you need to be constrained and have your abilities harnessed because um, you need that. You need to learn what's bothering people and convey that to the person because if you're just doing something, sometimes people don't understand and they get scared, they tense up. Um, but if you can convey information, people will relax. 
So I think that's important. But yeah, so if you guys have anything else you guys want to know about massage schools or whatever, you can hit me up at kahaleolamassage at hotmail.com. Check out the Kahaleola Massage Therapy Facebook page or just go to www.kahaleolamassage.com for more information. So that's all I got for today. I'll talk to you guys later.